Welcome to the College Metropolis Podcast. This is where parents of high school kids learn how to engage, guide, and empower their kids as they go through the college admissions process. And now your hosts, a college admissions pro and a college professor, Hankel and Anthony Cadavid. Before we begin, we would like to ask you a question. Did you already subscribe to the podcast? If you haven't, please take a moment to click on the subscribe button on the platform you use to download this episode. Subscribing ensures that you'll stay up to date on new episodes. It also helps our show be found more easily by other people who may not be aware of it. You can also help our show greatly by letting other parents know about us and by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other platform you may have used to listen to the podcast. Your review will let those platforms know we are providing valuable content and it will help others find us more easily. Thank you. Yes, and just like Hankel said, please don't forget to give us some positive reviews, five-star ratings, and some good reviews. We will truly appreciate that because that is the way that you could help us reach out to a lot more parents and high school students who need to hear this type of content. Welcome, everybody. How is everybody, Mrs. Kadavid? How are you? We are doing fantastic. Guess what? We have reached episode number 115. What do you think about that? That is just wild just why I'm telling you I still remember when we had five episodes and I thought we were superheroes <laughs> we never because thought we would see episode 100 the first okay first of all when we recorded the first 10 episodes I looked back and I hated what we had done and yeah. what did we do with those first 10 episodes we scratched them and we re-recorded them <laughs> more than once each <laughs> so by the time we had made the first five again I thought wow of course, because by the time we did the first five again, that would have been 15. Right. Right. But hey, I wasn't happy with the quality. I wasn't happy with what I what we had done, what I had produced, and we did it again. Yes. And you know why? Because honestly, because we absolutely believe that you deserve the best of us. So hey, guess what? Number 115. Look at this. Yes, we are coming to you. Incredibly enough, with episode 115. So, welcome to our amazing audience. And this episode, we are going to talk about what if you are waitlisted by a school you really want to attend? Here are six important points to consider if you are waitlisted. These will help you avoid costly mistakes and may help you increase your chances for admission. This is a very exciting episode because a lot of the times, You just want to hear back, boom, that's it. My life is set. But what happens when you are waitlisted? This is a very nerve-wracking moment. That's right. And it's a period of time. That's that's what's scary, right? The first two, maybe one, two, three, four weeks into this waitlisting period can be highly stressful. So after you... I just felt it. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) So after you turn in your college applications, you will find yourselves waiting to receive an answer from those schools. So this is prior to finding out, right? This is, you turned it in, now it's the waiting period. Then the responses will be one of the, one of three. So either you are accepted, wham, bam, you're in. That's right. The other one is you're denied, naturally. Outright denied. Boom, you can't come. Listen, don't even try. 
(laughs) And then the other one is you are waitlisted. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. And hopefully you guys have lots of schools that you apply to enough that some will accept you, some that's all right if they deny you, and some will waitlist you. So what to do at that point, right? And today we will talk about what to do when you are placed on a waiting list. That's right. So what does it mean to be placed on a wait list by a college or university? It simply means that you are not denied admission into the school, but you're also not accepted. It's still a good thing. It's still a good thing, though. Yeah, but for a little bit of time, you'll be in a situation where your acceptance will depend on the school being able to have room for you. Yeah. So... It is great that you were not outright rejected, but for some time, you are not going to know whether you will indeed get accepted. Right. When you are on a wait list, you are basically waiting for students who are accepted to that school to decide whether they want to attend that school or not. Mm -hmm. And I know it might be difficult for you to think, how could someone not want to attend the school I want to attend? Right. Right. (laughs) If they're given admission, shouldn't that be like the best thing that ever happened to them? And the answer is not necessarily. Regardless of what school it is that you really want to attend, listen, that school for another student might be their second or third or fourth choice. Right. Or or just a safety school, you know? Exactly. For no reason other than they want to go to another school for whatever reason. For a better fit. I don't care if it's Stanford, Harvard, MIT, whatever school it is. Right. And so when you're on a wait list, you're sort of crossing your fingers and waiting for students who are not going to attend that school, who got accepted, for them to say, thank you, Harvard, thank you, Stanford, but I decided I'm not going to attend because MIT or whatever other school accepted them and that's where they really want to attend. Right. And so you're waiting for that school to say, hey, a spot opened up, you're next on the list, or because of your qualifications, depending on how the school select students on the wait list Mm -hmm. you're waiting for them to get in touch with you and say you are in right right so schools will still consider which students on the wait list are strong candidates before giving them admission Mm -hmm. this is why it is so important to continue doing well in school and even to improve during your entire senior year of high school absolutely this is the this is their their second view right of the same information you provided but You know, remember, when you applied, it was prior to providing your final transcript. Yeah. So So at this point, they're looking at your final transcript. Did you do better? Did you slack off? Did you get senioritis? Not the time to slack off. Right. And obviously, the waiting time, as Hankel said, the waiting time that is part of the wait list causes a lot of anxiety in students. And you know what? When students think of a wait list, usually they think about a few days. Mm. But you started saying three weeks, four weeks. Man, I started feeling the anxiety level on my chest rising. (laughs) It could, uh, you know, maybe you get selected immediately from that wait list. Or maybe there has to be that almost end of the end of the rope. Immediately when the the, when the period ends, because they they don't accept you from the wait list necessarily immediately. It's going to be after all the applications come in and after decisions are made. Decisions are made. Exactly. The interesting thing is that students usually anticipate, this is this is so crazy, students usually anticipate that they will either be admitted or denied, in which case their situation is very straightforward. But no one usually expects to be placed on a wait list, right? Yes. So when it happens, it usually, it usually surprises students. It's usually not something they consider. 
And so when they are placed on one, they usually don't know what to do. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. not knowing can hurt their chances for admission at that school or at another school even. Not knowing what to do if you're placed on a wait list can actually hurt your ability to receive as much financial aid as you can. Mm. So we don't want you to suffer and find yourself in a tough spot if you are placed on a wait list. So in this episode, we're going to give you the steps to take and things to consider if you find you have been waitlisted by a school you want to attend. So after listening to this episode number 115, you will know exactly what to do and you'll be able to avoid hurting your chances for admission. That's what we are here to do. We right. are here to make sure that, that you learn as much as part of this college metropolis community and do the right the right things. Yeah. And the first point to consider is that usually schools don't put you in a wait list. Instead, they ask if you would like to be placed on a wait list. Yeah, it's not automatic. They ask you first if you want to be placed on a wait list. Right. They're just they're not just going to assume everybody wants to be on the wait list, right? So the school will send you a letter or an email asking if you want to be placed on their wait list. And th this is insane, right? Because you think you see the name of the school coming in through your inbox and you're thinking, <gasps> decision, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I see. Okay, you want, you, you're asking me if I want to be on a wait list. So be prepared for those uh, possibilities as well. Yeah, when you read those letters, when you read those responses from the school, Don't assume that, that you understand what it's... I mean, reread it. Many times. Many times. Yes. So they will ask you to respond by a specific date. And that date will be on the letter or on the email that you receive. So be mindful of giving them a response, right? You know, it would be really... It's just really frustrating, right? If a student was granted admission and they said... They send them... Uh, an acceptance letter saying, hey, let us know if you're going to attend and the student just doesn't. So that also affects that wait list because they can't give up that spot until they hear from that student. That's so right. again, from you as well, if you want to be on that wait list, you need to let them know. And the sooner I believe, the better. If you do not respond by that date, they will not place you on that wait list. And that's that's in, in our opinion, that's something silly. If If it's a school you really considered, It's okay to be on the wait list as well, right? That's right. Especially um, if it's one of those selective schools. Absolutely. And this is very important to remember because many students make the mistake of not reading those letters thoroughly. And when they see the word wait list on the letter, they assume incorrectly that they are on that list. Yeah. So don't assume that you were waitlisted. Yes. Assume please don't. that they are asking you if you would like to be waitlisted. Right. And you have to respond. And you have to respond by a certain date. Assume yes. that that is the case. There's no such thing as, they put you on a waitlist. No, what they're saying is, would you like to be on the waitlist? If not, we'll just move on. Right. And so if you don't want to be placed on the waitlist, also let them know. Yeah, you'll have to let them know. And we'll talk about that in a, in, a, in a couple of minutes. Right. So once they know you chose not to be on the wait list, they will offer that spot to another student who may be really interested in attending that school. So whether you want to be on the wait list or not, you have to respond to those letters, to those emails. That's the way that everything kind of flows in the admissions process for the school, right? We're looking at it from the school's perspective. We need to know, the school needs to know 
who, number one, has accepted the admission, and number two, who wants to be placed on a wait list, and number three, who from that wait list is actually going to come or not come, but we need to hear back from those people as well, right? That's so, right. And, and keep in mind that just because you were placed on a wait list doesn't mean they're not going to look at your records again, mm-hmm. right? So keep up your good work. Yeah. Don't slack off. Don't let senioritis set in. Oh, please. And continue moving forward. Yes. The second point is you may set yourself apart. Listen to this. You may set yourself apart by taking the initiative mm. and contacting the admission officer or even the admission dean. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really means that you are taking the initiative. But in addition to responding, if you really want to attend the school, please take the initiative and contact the admission officer you've been communicating with and let them know, or even the dean, and let them know how grateful you are for the opportunity to be placed on the wait list. Let them know what the school means to you. Take the opportunity to show your luster. Let them know who you are by sharing what you've been able to achieve in high school, not just your academic accomplishments, but other achievements. So this is where you write a letter and say, hey, man, I've always wanted to attend this university. By the way, I've been keeping myself busy. Talk about your extracurricular activities, clubs, leadership, your volunteering, your special projects, any awards you may have received, anything you know will make you shine. Let them know what you plan to bring to the school, what you plan to participate in. Tie it to what you have already done in high school. Mm -hmm. Let them know that if they accept you, it will be one of your biggest dreams. One of your biggest dreams will be coming true. Remember, and this is really important, and we are telling you this, and Hankel would attest to this because she is an administrator. Remember that these are people making decisions. And oftentimes, they make these decisions in a very subjective way. Mm -hmm. So by reaching out, you will be setting yourself apart. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and, and also, by the way, I want to I want to just say between the first point and the second point, I made a small modification to our sound system. It seems like I had moved something inadvertently and my my sound levels were really low. So I switched it. And that is why I sound a little bit louder. <laughs> Good. Back to the show. Back to the show. So <laughs> and absolutely, like you just said, if you take the initiative, you contact the school it does make a difference. They will see that your interest goes far beyond just an application. It really is the school you really want to go to. It really yeah. is an option that you're really looking into. I mean, think about it, man. How many students that are waitlisted, that are put on a waiting list, how many of them usually take the time to write a letter to their admission officer or even to the dean of admissions? Of course. Of course. I can assure you that almost like 99% of students will be too afraid to contact the dean of admissions. Right, at that point. I'll tell you what, I am sending not just a letter, I'm sending maybe two or three, I don't know how many, but I will make sure they understand that I am waiting to hear back back, and I'm letting them know the amazing person that I am. Right. So they remember me and when they go down that list, they say, oh, that's the guy. Right, right, because they also want to bring in students that really truly want to be on their campus yeah and and again consider that right consider how how these are people making decisions yes and how deeply they feel about the people coming into their campus and if if you can show that you feel the same joy being on that campus then why not relay that message exactly right okay so now before hankel goes on the third point Mm -hmm. i want to tell you that here comes a bucket of very cold water 
Yes. So the third point to consider is that at many schools that do offer a wait list, the admission rate for students who are on that wait list is low. Yeah. In most cases, it is actually lower than the regular admission rate. Yes. And this is not a general rule. Okay. But do assume that only a few students placed on that wait list will be given admission. Now, let's take an example, just so you can wrap your your head around this. So if you look at University of Washington and their admissions rate is 53%. That's that's pretty good. More than half of the people that apply get accepted. Absolutely. So for the fall of 2021, the admission rate was 53%, right? So the number of qualified applicants, listen to this, right, that were placed on a wait list was 44%. 44% of those students. The number of qualified applicants who were at, uh, offered, offered uh, placed on right. the wait list was 10,239. Okay. Right? Oh, right. Of those, only 4,500, well, 4,565, or roughly 44%. Accepted to be on the place list. Accepted to be on a wait list. So even though 10,000, a little bit more than 10,000 were placed on the wait list, 44% of them, less than half, accepted to be on the wait list. Right. But listen to this. Hold on. From that 44% that did accept to be on that wait list... Of those numbers you shared, only 775 were admitted. That's only 17%. Imagine that, man. Out of 10,239 who were were offered a place on the wait list, less than half or a little bit less than 5,000 accepted a place on the the wait list. Mm -hmm. And of those, 775 were admitted. So that is is just incredible. So of the, of the what? Of the... 26,121 students who were admitted. 700, only, yeah, 775 came from a wait list. So why are we giving you or throwing this bucket of cold water on you? We're telling you this because we don't want you to count on a school that puts you on a wait list as if, you know, don't don't see it as a sure thing. Absolutely not. And like we said, if you you need to take initiative, you need to make yourself present in front of these officers and it needs to come from you They're they're They've already done their part. They've put in the application deadlines. They've told you everything they needed to do to get you to uh, apply to the school. Now, this is an opportunity for you to reach out and show them your interest. And again, we'll have the information on University of Washington We'll have that information on the uh, show notes so that you can see yeah. with your own eyes what, what this means to be on a wait list, right? And some schools do not have a policy of placing students on a wait list. Yeah. One example is University of Cal- Southern California. Yeah, University of Southern California does not place students on a wait list. Mm. And you can look up the number of students who are admitted for any institution by going to their common data set. And scroll down to section C, the C section. And that sounds so funny because I've had two of the C's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that is where you find numbers related to admission for that institution in that C section. Yeah, we have talked about the common data set. It's a document that gives you, that is open to everybody. Most of the schools make this document public. So for the university that you want to attend, let's pretend that it is the University of Nebraska, for example. Mm-hmm. You could Google University of Nebraska common data set 
and they you will find the link to the common data set for the University of Nebraska. And it tells you all the admission information for that university for the previous year and even for the previous years. Right. Going and so, back decades. Absolutely. Even. Very useful information, as we've said many times on different episodes. So remember, this is what we want you to walk away with. Only a small percentage of students on a wait list get admitted. Yeah. That's, that's the assumption you have to walk away with today. So... This is where we are going to shine on this episode. It is on the fourth point. So the fourth point to consider is that while you may accept a spot on a wait list, you may actually end up losing money in a couple of ways, mm. right? So here's the first way you may lose money. When you accept a spot on a wait list, you already know that only a small number of students will be admitted to that school off the wait list. So to offset the risk of not being accepted off the wait list, you may actually accept admission to another school, right? Mm -hmm. So since you know that the chances of you being accepted off the wait list are very low, you may actually say, well, let me go ahead and accept another school's admission of me. So another school gives you admission and you say, you know what? Let me go ahead and accept it. Mm -hmm. And if this other school that put me on a wait list ends up accepting me, then I will go back to it and say, no, 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 I, you know, forgive me, school that I accepted, I am actually telling you I don't want to go there. I really want to go to this school that had me on a wait list, right? Right. A lot of people do that to offset the risk of ending up not being accepted anywhere. Oh, geez, yeah. Now, where this becomes an issue is if the school that has you on a wait list actually accepts you because you are going to lose your deposit to that other school mm. that you had accepted to offset the risk of the school that placed you on a wait list. Yeah, that's hard. So again, as if I didn't complicate you enough, let me say that again. A lot of students say, okay, the school of my dreams placed me on a wait list but I know that the chances of me being accepted are low. So let me go ahead and, you know, you apply to so many schools. One of those other schools is going to accept you. And so you say, you know what, just so that I end up having admission somewhere, I am going to say, I do want to attend one of these other schools that gave me admission. You contact them and say, I do want to go there. But in reality, the school you want to attend is the one that puts you on a wait list. So what a lot of people do is, when, if that school that placed them on a wait list actually gives them admission and they say, thank you, I do want to attend this school, the school of my dreams, then please do know that if you already paid a deposit at, at another school that you are going to forfeit that deposit. Okay, so that's money. That's a way to lose money. So to minimize this risk, we advise you to get in touch with an admission officer when you are offered a place on a wait list to find out, number one, find out whether or not the school ranks students on the wait list, mm -hmm. right? And of course, you want to know, you know, where do I rank? If, if they rank a bunch of students and you're like number 307, mm. and you know that the previous year they only accepted 200 and that's bad. Oh, geez. Right? So you want to know, do they rank students? And so where, where, where do I rank? Right. That's the first, the first question to ask. The second question to ask is, what are my chances to be accepted off of the wait list? 
And the third question is, when will the school start admitting students that have accepted a spot on the wait list? Yeah. Now, the second way you may lose money is that by the time you get accepted off the wait list, the amount of institutional aid that was to be awarded for that year may have been given out already. So remember that there is a limited amount of financial aid in general that will be available for a given year. And it should be seen as a first come, first serve type of situation. So for those students that were accepted before you, well, they would have taken most of that institutional aid. So to offset the risk of finding yourself with less institutional aid by accepting a place on the wait list, we advise you to get in touch with the admission officer at the school and ask, will there still be institutional aid for me if and when I get accepted? Absolutely. And it's, again, it's critical. It's very individually based and your individual situation and needs are completely different than the person next door. So we have always, always, and and continue and will always continue to encourage that the student maintain great communication with the admissions and financial aid officers at the school of their choice, at the school of interest, because this is the way to make educated decisions. And trust me, we, we went to college once, we know what it feels like, and we mm -hmm. are parents, and we know what, what things will come up. And finance is very big for parents. So you have to be able to have those conversations with your the, the school of your choice with those two officers because all these trickle down to see if these these schools end up being a good fit for That's you. That's right. And right? not being able to afford them is part of it not being a good fit. Absolutely. So the fifth point to consider is along the same lines as the previous point. So if you are planning to live on campus, will there still be dorm available? <laughs> will they? Will there still be dorms for you to either choose or are you going to be stuck in the weird dorms and <laughs> the funky smell? Or you will there not be a dorm available? They may, there yeah. may not be a, a, absolutely a spot available by the time you possibly get admitted off the wait list. And, you know, then you have to look into, I have to get an apartment close by. Or, you know, if you live at home, okay, that's all right because I can live at home for a quarter or a semester. Those are things you have to consider, right? So the great thing is that you... Do not have to wonder or guess. You have to get in touch with someone in the in those offices, in the admissions office of the school, and you have to ask these yeah, questions. Don't wonder. If you're wondering and you're full of anxiety because you don't have information that that you need, hey, pick up the phone. Send an email to the admission officer that got in touch with you to send you that letter saying you were placed on a wait list and ask them the questions you have. Those people are there. They, they get paid a salary. To answer your questions. And trust us, they've done this long enough to know all the trends, all the possibilities, all the all the percentages. They know. And we would love to tell you for every school, this is what's happening. But we don't have access to that information. The school does, though. Exactly. And These officers. Do, every school does things a little bit different. Of course. And the sixth point to consider is find out whether there is something you could do while you wait something that could increase your chances for admission. So remember that while you're dealing with these things, you will be in the spring of your senior year. Mm. 
there will be plenty of things you may still be able to do to better your chances for admission. So the earlier you find out, the more you'll be able to do to affect your future. For example, they may tell you that there is a class you should take in your high school. Or they may tell you that they may want to see you continuing your involvement at a higher level in some extracurricular activity you are involved in. The quicker you know, the quicker you can do what you have to do to increase your chances for admission. Absolutely. And listen, Especially if the wait list at that school is ranked. Yes. And, and if you can squeeze in a college course in the spring or uh, come on, take yeah, advantage and show them, listen, I'm as serious as they come. Yeah, dual enrollment, dual mm-hmm. enrollment classes, etc. There might be things you can do. So again, listen, man, a, a few things I want to rescue from this episode is, you know, number one, the importance of communication. Mm-hmm. Communicate with the college admission officers. Listen, you're not going to be some weirdo asking some weird question. No. I mean, you'll be hard pressed to turn yourself into some weird individual. Trust me, any question you have, they would have answered Dozens of times. Absolutely. No question is too weird. Trust me. And I, I've seen my share. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And number two, the wait list is, you know, only a small, small percentage of students from that wait list actually will make it. And it's really hard to say how many students will be accepted off the wait list because that is highly dependent on the number of students who are admitted outright right. who decide not to attend that school. Correct. And remember that the wait list may, may cost you to lose money mm-hmm. if you have accepted admission to another school to offset your risk of not being accepted at the wait list school. Well, if you end up getting accepted to the school that waitlisted you, that's okay, but you will lose your deposit at the other school. Yeah, and just make sure that financially this all makes sense. Yeah. Plan for these things. And make sure that there's enough financial aid that by the time you get accepted off the wait list, it's not late. In other words, make sure that by that time, there's still going to be financial aid money available for you. Right. And I don't mean financial aid that comes from the state or the federal government. I mean institutional aid, which is the financial aid that the school itself gives you. They have a limited amount. It's a lot of money, but it's limited. And it should be seen as a first come, first serve type of situation where the first students that get in usually in some, in most cases get more of the money and that money by the time the last students come in, there might be less money available for them. Right. So, hey, listen, among the things I want to tell you is, you know, it's okay to say, I want to attend a school, but you know, there, there's a reality that we have to face. And that is that that school might not accept you. And that is okay. That is okay. Your job is not so much to, to have this idea, you know, it has to happen at all costs. No, 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 no. Your, your focus should be in that person that you want to become in the end. Right. Whether it happens because you went to that school or not, doesn't matter. What matters is that you become that great individual, that great professional you want to become. Mrs. Kadavid, do you have any closing words? Yes, stay true to your vision. Stay true to your vision. Don't let a wait list, don't let a denial get in the way of your excitement and your possibilities and your future. Do not allow those things to to kind of steal away from that joy that it is to do all these steps to get to that school that's really going to transform your life. And even this portion is transformative. 
because you get to sometimes get slapped in the face with a, with an email or a letter that you didn't expect but it also it humbles you and yeah. tells you listen it's, okay. it's all right i yeah. gotta keep going i gotta keep pushing it's one of those first life lessons that really it, it it's how you react to it that really just propels you to do something more amazing with more devotion with more discipline with more conviction and you will come out on top spoken like a true professional Thank you, Mrs. David. Hey, and thank you all high school students and parents who listen to us continuously. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you for your, your high ratings of our show. And we want to entice you to please continue to, if you haven't done so, to give us a five-star rating and leave us a good note on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever you listen to the show. Thank you so much, everybody. We are happy that you are here. We are here for you. And hey, listen, I am forcing myself to do a lot more video. So I am working on our Instagram, our YouTube, TikTok, Facebook. YouTube page, Facebook. Uh, but listen, right now there's only one video in there. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to have a bunch. We but are sort of finding our footing on this whole video strategy that we have. But it's the same thing when we had the first five episodes, right? Who exactly. would have ever thought? Just give us a little time. We're going to get there. We're yeah. perfecting our craft if we can. <laughs> We're uh, learning the tricks of the, the trade. The technological tri the tricks of... Listen, it's it's complicated. Doing an episode... <laughs> you know, at first, doing a podcast episode was, was a challenge. But then it became second nature. Right. Now, doing video is... Even a small two-minute video. <laughs> Boy, there's a lot that goes into it. <laughs> And um, I'm, we're kind of getting our, getting our footing getting to know it but listen we got i got the first one done and as i like to say you did one you did a thousand yeah. so we're getting there anyways everybody we'll see you guys again on episode number 116 see you guys see ya thank you for listening to the college metropolis podcast on collegemetropolis.com